0: We can get you uh, a new camera, and we can get you a new camera by the next episode of Coffee Contracts and Cocktails. Welcome back, everybody, to our newest episode, How Do You Do? Uh, We are your hosts, Patrick, Jess, and Corey, and uh, this week, boy, howdy, we've been writing offers for our clients, and it is just an absolute shitstorm out there, Uh, and we are all hot and bothered. What are we hot and bothered about? We'll tell you right after Corey's Fun Fact Friday. Corey, mm. what do you got for Fun Fact Friday?
1: Okay, um, so this week we found an interesting fact um, and it has to do with paint colors again. So we touched on the door, um, That what color do most people paint their front doors? And we found kind of a spinoff. Um, so this one is um, a color that, um, well, how would, you, how would you phrase it? How would you phrase this into the question?
2: For so this. Disney has their own paint color. Disney isn't like the big Disney, mm-hmm. and they use it on things that they want to hide at their theme parks. Okay. Because apparently, like the human eye can't detect it.
1: Yep. So we're looking for that color.
2: What family? Like what color family is it? Yeah. In a color
1: family, they have a specific name as well. Um. Mm-hmm. You can go with whatever primary color it is,
2: like yeah, I mean, family, right? It's a secondary.
1: <laughs> it is. It's yeah. It's, I don't know my color. It's probably close to a tertiary color at this point, but yeah. Um. So, anyways, why it's
0: do just, you guys know so much about colors? Well,
1: bear version I, is gravy. <laughs> I mean, I took Art One B in high school, and I, I think that was the extent of it. No, that's a lie. I took ceramics. The class was. <laughs> so yeah, color, um, <laughs> color that Disney has that is, um something they use specifically pick a main color out of the rainbow colors we'll give it to you on that one then we'll you know it is there is a specific name If bonus points if you can come up with that specific name Ooh, nice
0: bonus points they're uh points and uh they're made up points yeah they're totally useless <laughs> uh but you will be on our imaginary board of uh points. actually we maybe we should start that Maybe we should just
1: start that, just for funsies. I don't know. What we, t- what we could do with points is we could get to our point of this week.
0: Which is appraisals and how uh, agents, I am not going to say demanding,
1: <laughs>
0: but it's also like, mm, hey, if you want to win this offer, which also you can't do, but people do it all the time anyway. Because um, you got to give everybody the same fair shot. But uh, if you want to win, why don't we sweeten the deal? You know what would really sweeten the deal for the sellers is if uh, you went ahead and waived your appraisal. Uh, we're going to take you up to your escalated press We're going to go ahead and ask you to waive that appraisal. You
2: know, this is so, you so fucked up. Like I... we've talked about this we've talked about this for months now like we've heard of this people waiving their appraisals to win a house because it's been a seller's market for well over a year now like crazy shit however this is like damn near becoming the norm and the like the only way for someone to win a house is to waive an appraisal this is a massive problem i went on a full-blown rant about this last night in my dad's house he asked if i was okay um i'm not i'm pissed off because this is not acceptable
0: yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> i can yeah. go on
1: <laughs> i mean there's, I a, agree. there's a lot to it i think you break down into a few parts there's a lot to why it's not acceptable i think and I think one one reason is I think just one of your main things that you always say and you bring the loan into it.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> if you understand how the St. Louis sale contract works, I'm not gonna go any further than in, in any other states or whatever. It's fine. You go. You go. If you care. understand how the sale contract works there is an entire paragraph dedicated to the financing of the purchase. Mm -hmm. So if you are not paying cash for your house, if you are getting some type of loan and you are including that loan contingency in the sale contract, meaning you have to obtain this loan and you want it to be a stipulation to purchase, adding this appraisal writer is in a different section. So the appraisal writer. Is not a guaranteed part of the contract. You have to choose to add it. And that is what specifically says if the home underappraises, then you get the opportunity to either terminate and get your earnest money back as a buyer or renegotiate, et cetera, et cetera. When we say that people are asking you to waive your appraisal, agents are literally suggesting that you do not attach this appraisal writer to the contract. Cool. But let's think about what the loan contingency paragraph adds to the sale contract. It literally says you have to obtain a loan to get the property. If the property doesn't appraise, they're not going to give you a loan. You literally have an entire extra way out of the contract just by having that additional loan contingency in there. And, like, people don't think about that. They're like, oh, no, 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 that's not how it works. I guess it fucking is. I can get a loan denial letter from a lender because they're not willing to give you a loan for X amount of money over the sale price. Boom. Boom done, terminated. And if you want to tell me that, oh, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Like, we'll still pay the amount. It's okay. In another five weeks after you've gone through inspections, you found out that it's underappraised by $20,000. Maybe you don't love the house as much anymore. Fuck you. You're not going to pay that money anymore.
0: Some will, some won't. Um, I've talked to an agent who told me that they had some They represented the buyer and their buyer did that because you can't, you can put it into the contract. You have to be very careful and your lender has to be okay with it. Because if it goes in the contract, like the lender sees it and the underwriter sees it. So you have to be like super careful. So like check with your lender first before you put the verbiage in there. However, um, if you don't, Put the verbiage in there you can't sign anything on the side it's basically a gentleman's handshake at that. that's
2: exactly end. what it is
0: and that's what this guy had and he was like yeah the appraisal came in it was five thousand dollars under the sale price of the home that they had all agreed upon and his buyers were like well there's nothing that's forcing us to uphold our handshake, handshook promise um, because you can't even, you can't even put it in an email because emails get added to files. And now that's documentation, which that whole file has to be turned. Like if you're going to enact an email, now that email has to go into your file, right? Sure and then your broker sees it the lender everybody sees it so you can only just do like a over the phone like hey so we promise that we will pay this extra money and yeah i'm with you like a good number of people would probably not pay the extra five right no i do know people who have
2: sure if it's your end-all be-all, this is the dream home, this is my retirement home, this is you name it, and you can't put a price on that, I get it. It happens.
1: Yeah, it's just, I think, I think it's just the commonality of it. And it's the fact that it's almost expected. It's like, yeah, but every have every house that, every house, all these houses are coming up and they're like, oh, we have offers that have waived um, inspections and or appraisals. And again, that's indirectly saying, if you want to win this house, we're going to need you to, and it's like, hmm, right. Huh.
0: I, I'm okay, I guess, waiving an appraisal if you know for certain that it's going to appraise, which are you seeing more and more houses that are underpriced? Yes. Like, more and more people are underpricing houses. And I don't understand why. He, because like they left
2: a bidding war.
0: Well, I, I left that feedback. I'm like, this is really annoying. Like, there was a house this weekend that was listed at $240,000, and it should have been listed at least, at least, at two fifty, dollars mm. At least. Like, and $250 still would have been mm-hmm. underpricing it.
1: Well, and every house. You know that I've walked into within the past few weeks or whatever. It it's seeming that like, oh, it's at 175, 180, and I'm like, yeah, confidently though, I think you could offer 190, 195, and you still wouldn't have to worry about the appraisal because it's still like it it's not there. I don't know why it's not there. This market doesn't need you to it not be there.
2: Right. Like you could start the uh. pricing at 200 like it should be and still get multiple offers. <laughs> no.
0: Right, I mean, like, don't go to your tippity top. I mean, it's just like our marketing plan, marketing right. plan that we give to yeah. sellers. But it's like, okay, buyers have been in enough homes that like they know. And like, I had buyers this weekend who were asking about prices of stuff, and I'm like, guys, you've seen enough homes. Like, you don't need
1: to ask me. Come on, come on, you know. So, I think I think that's just another way that the appraisal plays into it, because yeah. when you're when we're looking at homes or we're showing homes that we know are already underpriced, so we're already going well over ask just because we know that's what the home is actually worth. And then you want to go above that, and you want me to say I don't care what the home is worth, right? I mean, how many things do you have to weigh? You're cutting out half the contract at one point, like it's just
2: literally. And, and I feel like there's really, really awful long-term ramifications of this. Sure.
1: Uh, I, including your buyer of any protection? Yeah. Yes.
0: Right. <laughs> but the flip side of the coin, I guess maybe, that's maybe not the right analogy. However, if you do do that, if you were a buyer and you choose to do that, I feel no sorrow or sympathy for you that you made that choice you do not have to buy that i mean sometimes okay if you're is there a, like a one percent sure but like that's the ramification is in the future you could be upside down like all these horrible things that people are predicting to happen to the housing market Mm -hmm.
2: but literally like let's take that one step bigger um because i was you know ranting about this last night and josh was like well really like what what harm does it do besides to to the person who's overpaying for the house and i'm like i'm glad you asked because correct in that one deal the only person who loses is if the buyer winds up overpaying for a house however then that house gets listed as sold at the price it's sold for in the mls which is what people use to comp and what appraisers use for their appraisals so now they're seeing oh this house sold for this price which is inherently not the price it should have sold for but it's recorded as being sold at that price therefore who knows how many dozen other houses that's now screwing up I have not been worried about a crash like in 2008 until the last month.
0: Yes, because there is no way, and this is the fault of the system. And this is how archaic the MLS is. And I'm not meaning to bash, but like, this is a problem. And there are mostly younger people, but there are even some like 65 and under people who are like, this needs to change. Like there's a problem. You need to have like the sale price and then the appraised price.
2: And concessions and anything else that impacted the seller's decision to pick your offer.
0: I would love it. I would love it if it became a requirement that the, that the offer, the offer with people's information, you know, their names blocked out, which it really wouldn't matter because it all goes into the tax record anyway, but you have to upload the offer. All of the fully executed file that has to get uploaded into Maris
1: yeah, in I mean, order for you to close it out. I, yeah? I think that I don't. Yeah, because you got to think about who's looking at that. Like it's you know,
0: it matter. You can figure. out... You can find right. out all of that information. Right. There's nothing. There's no private information in. I say the full file. Now I don't need to see a you know earnest money check or anything like that. But like. Yeah, all the
1: documents
2: once the, it closes, yeah, all that becomes public record,
1: right? Yeah, and uh, uh, it, it, it's pretty insane that that stems from appraisal and just how that is incredibly it's common.
2: I'm just uh, fired up. Cash buyers have the advantage, it is what it is, like that. I can handle. And if you, like you said, Patrick, if you choose to say, I'm going to take my chances on this appraisal and call it a day. Okay. But the fact that I honestly feel like at least in our experience, our little trio of experience, that it's become literally normal. Like when we have submitted offers for buyers, if we, if, if it's a multiple offer situation, which is, you know, 99% of the time, the agent's calling us and being like, Hey, if if we're in the top like two or three, which might or might not happen, if we're in the top two or three, they're like, "Hey, you're in the top two or three. What can you do to make this sweeter?" And some agents even have the balls and or the audacity to say, "Can you waive an appraisal?"
1: Oh, I flat out gotten that question like dead on. Me I too. I got like, it.
0: I got that question three weeks ago.
2: How do you uh, feel okay old, old asking that?
0: It's it is. Absolutely insane. (laughs) Like, I, as a listing agent, I get that you owe your sellers a fiduciary. I would really struggle. Like, is that really in their best interest? To ask a buyer... To waive their appraisal?
1: But I see, I think that's where, I think that's what Jess, where, what Jess was pointing on comes into play. It's like, okay, so what else are they waiving? Are you waiving the loan contingency? Like, are you waiving
2: right. all these other things
1: that are going to also affect? And like, how are you looking at it? These agents that are asking us, can I waive an appraisal? I got to wonder what all they're actually looking at and reading into each offer. And if they I, really I, understand. Yes. I
0: think i'm going to start getting really creative with my verbiage in the special agreements and just like if our offer is the winning offer like okay just kind of like your situation today like if, i threatened
2: to get if, shitty with an agent today
0: if the other offer isn't doing this we're not doing it right if they're not waiving their appraisal we're not waiving our appraisal right like if we're the highest net offer or the offer that you guys want to do, but neither side wants to.
1: Oh, yeah, we're not sweeting, oh. sweetening a deal when I already have what you consider to be the best offer. Right.
2: right. and <laughs> I, It didn't happen because I didn't advise it and my client wasn't okay with it, obviously. But he was like, um, no, we would definitely still enact your escalation clause and you know waive the appraisal. And I said, okay, if we agree to all of this, I'm going to counter myself and I'm going to add my own verbiage that says, if we're doing this and waiving the appraisal writer, now you have to prove the competing offer in terms of price and the fact that they were also willing to waive their appraisal. And he's like, no, that's not what your escalation clause says. And I'm like, no, it's going to. I'm telling you right now, if we go this route, it will.
0: <laughs> right. Because you have to create the document to send to them for them to accept. Yeah.
2: It didn't go that way, well, I know. but it would have.
0: <laughs> so to wrap up, because I kind of want to tease this for next uh, episode. So all, all of these potential problems in the future, now they're talking about um, pushing back foreclosures until 2022. So all of those houses that like four five months, six months worth of inventory of houses that were in pre-foreclosure or foreclosure but they can't be foreclosed upon. They're talking about pushing that off to
1: 2022.
0: As opposed to it hitting in the fourth quarter this
1: year. March's numbers came out, um, and we'll be posting that as well. Um, But the inventory is still, yet again, very down, as many of you can imagine, um, at about... How down is it, Corey? A month and a half.
0: Down, down, down.
1: It's down,
0: down, (laughs) down.
1: Sorry, what was it? Uh, I believe a month and a half of inventory, I think.
2: And a balanced 1. market 1 is month. six months, am I correct? A balanced?
1: We, we You're correct. We are at 1.1 1. 1 month supply of inventory, which is down 50% from this yeah. time of last year.
2: I thought we were at about three months-ish, maybe less than three months last year. And we were like, oh God, this is a seller's market, but it sucks. Fuck
0: I would it. kill for that. <laughs> I would consider, I would consider murdering John Wick's dog for three months of inventory.
2: We're gonna fight. Think about We're how serious fight.
0: that statement is. He would kill me with a pencil.
2: I won't watch that it. movie because of that mm-hmm. scene. You guys are.
1: Re-
0: I wouldn't kill his dog. Let's be honest. I wouldn't be able to do it. First of all, scared to death of Keanu Reeves, a.k.a. John Wick. Uh,
2: You might sacrifice Molly, though.
0: I don't think I could do it. I couldn't do it. (laughs) I couldn't do it. I I could not do it. But it doesn't matter what I could or couldn't do because you can't make people sell their homes because there's nowhere for them to move to.
2: So (laughs) a long episode, and I apologize, but I really needed to rant and get this out there.
0: It was needed. It was. was.
2: Solid episode, though.
0: So uh, sports fans uh, we will catch up with you next time same bad shit same bat time. same bat channel. yeah Something like that. Anyway, well you f- folks have a w- wonderful <laughs> rest of your week uh, and then we will catch up with you guys and so be sure to hop over to Facebook on Friday um, for that fun fact Friday and uh, also hop over now so that you can uh, play guesses, so. catch with you guys later bye, bye. bye. bye.